Insights, solutions, and networking all come together at RSA Conference. Join a global cybersecurity community at rsaconference.com forward slash ITSP MAG24. Either we are there or not, ITSP Magazine still gets the best stories. There are plenty of conferences and all sorts of events that spark our curiosity and allow us to start conversations with some of the world's brightest minds. In person or virtually, we sit down with them at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Together, we discover what the synergy of these three elements means for the future of humanity. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. CrowdSec, the collaborative and open source cybersecurity solution. Analyze behaviors, respond to attacks, and share signals across the community for free. Let's make the internet safer together. Learn more at crowdsec.net. EdgeScan offers continuous vulnerability intelligence as a service, accurately identifying vulnerabilities and exposures across the full stack. All threats are verified by cybersecurity experts, providing exploitable risk and remediation guidance, virtually false positive free. Learn more at edgescan.com. Pentera, the leader in automation security validation, allows organizations to continuously test the integrity of all cybersecurity layers by emulating real-world attacks at scale to pinpoint the exploitable vulnerabilities and prioritize remediation towards business impact. Learn more at www.pentera.io. And here we are. We are live. It's Black Hat, the, the tail end of Black Hat. And uh, super thrilled to have Tracy Mabif on. Thanks, Tracy, for joining us. M- many of you probably know her as InfoSec Sherpa. <laughs> Hi, no, thank you so much for having me. And oh yeah, it is like a bar at 2 a.m. It is, they don't care where you go, but you can't stay here. That's it right. is clearing out. It is clearing out. Yep. Nice. And ho- hopefully uh, a good experience at the bar. New friends and... Uh, <laughs> Yes, so I won't take that analogy too far, but uh, a good week for you? Yeah, so far. I uh, I committed myself, or I should say overcommitted myself, to speaking <laughs> six times this week. Six. Wow. Uh, so Can I you list two- them? Sure. Um, well, I spoke twice on Wednesday. That was yesterday. <laughs> time, time has no meaning or consequence here right. in Las Vegas, especially during Hacker Summer Camp. Uh, for B-Side Las Vegas, uh, Wednesday morning, I gave a talk called Long Overdue, How to Improve InfoSec Through Library Science. That was in the Ground Truth track, and uh, I thought that went well. That nice. was, in my mind, like my, my, you know, my headliner talk, my big talk of the week. Uh, later that afternoon, I was on a panel about hiring in cybersecurity for the Diana Initiative, and that's one of my favorite conferences. I love that one. And then my four left. I have tomorrow, which is Friday, in Recon Village. In uh, They're all DEF CON Village talks. So Recon Village, I'm speaking at noon. 
Uh, and my, the title of that talk is Not All Who Wander Are Lost, Using OSINT for a More Fulfilling Travel Experience. Uh, because once upon a time, I was a travel agent. So I'm going to be sharing wow. some stories and just between my own wanderlust travel industry experience and my OSINT skills, just kind of sharing ways that you can, you know, improve travel or just enjoying travel from your home. Uh, since, you know, some people are still reluctant to, to travel because of the state of the world, which is fine, but there's so many ways you can still enjoy the world uh, through OSINT uh, from home or in person. Uh, I'm also speaking at Blue Team Village. And then on Saturday, I'm speaking twice at the Girls Hack Village, which is brought to you by the Black Girls Hack Group. Uh, my, my main talk is basically not sort of an OSINT news organization uh, or I should say organize, organization of news, <laughs> um, basically how, you know, how to stay afloat in uh, a tsunami of security information. And then later I'm doing a panel as well about diversity and in cybersecurity, which is something I, I'm passionate about as an advocate for. So then I'm going to the Centurion Club and going home <laughs> after that. <laughs> there you go. Back, back to grab, grab a comfy seat and a, and a drink to, yeah. <laughs> to, uh, wrap it all up. Well, I, I'm, I'm super impressed as, as always, Tracy, um, with the work that you do. And I mean, the, the topics that you're talking about and the information that you're sharing, uh, I mean, those are real, real hard core topics, right? The, and I guess what I'm really trying to say is you lead by example. <laughs> well, thank and, you. And yeah. I mean, I do get concerned that people are going to get tired of hearing me talk about library science. So I, I don't want to overstay my welcome. Uh, but I, I feel like this new angle that I'm presenting of, of using things like the five laws of library science and correlating them to information security uh, is really helpful. Uh, I won't say which company, but the security team of, of a certain company attended my talk and and, and chatted with me afterwards and said they were really excited to actually implement some of the things I mentioned in my yeah. talk. And, you know, that made it all worthwhile. And, and that's the thing. I mean, obviously we've, we've spoken with you about this, uh, that, that topic in particular, and unfortunately not everybody gets to hear it. Right. So, uh, the, and there are new people that join the industry mm -hmm. all the time and, and perhaps hearing it a second or third time, and or presented in a different way in a different context or different mindset, you might even take things uh, away that you didn't previously when you hear it. So uh, mm -hmm. I say, keep going, <laughs> <laughs> keep going clearly. And your proof is in the pudding. You had, you had positive feedback on that today. Yeah. So um, what about the, the rest of, so I, I don't know if you had time to think outside of <laughs> <laughs> what you had to present and, and, and being quote unquote on during those times, but anything else uh, strike you as interesting uh, from, from the black hat perspective? Uh, sure. Unfortunately, uh, because of my busy schedule, I only was able to make it to black hat this afternoon. Um, and I primarily was just hanging out in the 
the business hall, but I do look forward to catching up on the talks later, including, including the talk by um, one of my bosses, <laughs> Chris Krebs, who gave the keynote Wednesday morning. Because of the timing of my B-Sides talk, uh, it conflicted with, with his keynote. Uh, but because I am an employee of the Krebs-Damas group, uh, we, we as a firm did get a little bit of a sneak peek of, of some of his talk and you know what he ended with, you know, people going forward uh, you know, what, what he wanted people to go forward with, uh, the takeaways, uh, is what he shared with us. So I just, I really hope that that talk resonated with people. And the quote of his that I, I kept seeing the most on, uh, on Twitter was, you know, life is too short to work for a-holes. And, uh, <laughs> um, you know, yes. I I have to imagine that that went over well with with this crowd. But uh, no, it's 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 true. And you know, enjoying what you do, uh, with, which I do with the Krebs Thomas group group is is great. Um, so it's yeah, I just I just think that that Chris was was a great person to give that keynote because he can really reflect on the past few years. And his talk was about you know Black Hat at twenty five. You know, where do we go from here? Uh, so I just think he, he was a perfect uh, selection for a keynote because of his experience to really reflect on, you know, what he went through, especially with election security and, you know, what's on the horizon, which is going to be, you know, even more election security and geopolitical <laughs> concerns. Uh, so, so yeah, and it, it was it was nice to, you know, see photos that my, my colleagues were there in the front row cheering him on. So yeah, they were filling me in. They, they knew that I had, you know, conflicting talk and yes. uh, did, did say they felt bad that nobody was there to support me, but no, it, it's fine. I know that, that, you know, he's, he's the named partner. He gets the people at his talk. Right. That's fine. <laughs> you, you, you spread the wealth around and uh, the, the folks that got to see you were in a treat. Yeah, the, no, it's, I, it's I, all I good. And I think sure. my talk was, was recorded. So my, my uh, colleagues can watch it later, nice. but yeah, basically I uh, spent most of my time in the business hall here, which I I always advocate for, uh, because a lot of people think vendor hall and roll their eyes and all, but especially if you're new to this industry, you know, an exhibit hall, or as they call it here, the business hall, is going to be really crucial to the foundation of your industry education. You need to know who the players are in this space. You need to know what what solutions they offer because how can you problem solve if you don't know what tools are out there to fix it? So I, I really stress the importance of going to the vendor halls, uh, talking to the folks, seeing the demonstrations, you know, yes. And you get some t-shirts and popcorn along the way, <laughs> you know, for free. And but, coffee and uh, pastries I hear as well were a big hit. Yeah, there was all, oh, they, there was a candy booth. There was all kinds of cool stuff. Um, but yeah, I just I just think that that the vendor halls get a get a bad rap. Um, and I did post a tweet before I left for Las Vegas reminding people, you know, it's totally okay just to be upfront and say I don't have any purchasing or influencing power. But what's not okay is being rude to these marketing folks. Um, you know, I think it's a little obnoxious personally to wear a T-shirt that says you know no purchasing power. You know, the, the marketing folks here, they're, they're just doing their jobs, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I get it. So that that goes back to the no asshole rule. Yeah, uh, exactly. Not, which I fully support. <laughs> yeah, and, and I get it. I mean, yeah, you're going to get a lot of email afterwards. Um, and, you know, yeah, you just have to tell, you know, if you, you have someone who's persistently following up with you, a lot of these sales reps have links in their email 
you know, don't want me to contact you anymore, unsubscribe. So unsubscribe, or if they don't offer that, just reply and just be nice about it. So I wanted to stress that because I, I do feel bad when people are rude to the, the marketing folks, they're just doing their jobs. You know, it's, 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 you know, there's no need to be, to be rude to them. Uh, yeah. But also, you know, on the, on the flip side, I had the experience of uh, going to a vendor booth of a vendor that we use. And I was able to give them, you know, feedback. And while I was there, I actually learned about a brand, something brand new that dropped this week, uh, you know, that I hadn't heard about. And, um, you know, I was able to give them feedback and it just, you know, it was just great to connect with them. So, you know, they, and they got to know me, which will, you know, your relationship building, you know, and even if you, you don't have that, that company as a vendor, you're still relationship building. You know, we are kind of a small industry compared to some other industries. People talk. So if, if you're just starting out in your industry and you're, you know, you all of a sudden get a reputation for being really rude to all the, the sales reps you go around and talk to. You know, that's not great. And and who knows, one day that may be the account manager. You know, maybe your company does go with that, with a company, and all of a sudden the account manager is the person you were rude to. How, how do you think that's going to go? Over? <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's always a fun, uh, a fun give and take and yin and yang with that. And I, I want to stick with this for a moment because I, forget the, forget who's, doing what and saying what and all that just just for a moment realize that it operations and technology is so vast mm-hmm. that that the, it's it's impossible for an, anyone to know everything right mm-hmm. and let alone keep up with everything new and i think the what the vendor hall provides from my perspective is and if you can cut through the marketing stuff a, a sense of where perhaps the next big risks might lie right mm-hmm. um if there's a hardware security vendor there they they probably have some insight that may not be high on your list now but if clearly if they're investing in researching it <laughs> then perhaps you at least better understand what the risk is so you can either mitigate it or control yeah it or some other and way. get on their newsletters and you know yeah. almost, I, I think every email system has some sort of you know forwarding system so set up a, a folder for that vendor or all vendors you know and and then go to it on demand when you want to so yeah it's not the worst thing in the world that you get on a mailing list you know for for a, a vendor because yeah you might learn something new they might be doing research um you know and and you might be you know have an opportunity in your organization to be an influencer you know may, maybe you picked up something uh, you know, some knowledge and later in a couple months you find out that you're in a meeting of, well, how do we solve this problem? And you can say, oh, I, you know, I remember this vendor that I spoke to and I get their emails now. You know, you, you never know when you're going to get this information. So it's just another tool in, in, in your tool set, really. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I think knowledge is power from my perspective. So the more mm-hmm. you can gain in whatever form, uh, oh. go for it soak up as much as you can was there a moment tracy uh not just at black hat but any, anywhere you've been this week that that was that i don't know if moved is too strong but anything that that kind of make you take a step back and go wow that that was a, a moment um honestly i 
I have to say, without sounding too sappy, I I feel like I noticed a noticeable change in uh, in the diversity of attendees for Black Hat, and that and you know and and besides, and that made me really happy. Um, you know, I I want. And I'm also, I think DEF CON is going to be a, as well, because, uh, for example, I'm participating in the Girls Hack Village, which is is part of the, the Black Girls Hack group. So to be able to, you know, to walk into the Black Girl or the Girls Hack Village room the, at the uh, at the Flamingo and just, you know, see all these, the, you know, these Black cybersecurity professionals in one room is just really heartwarming to me. That And that's what I advocate strongly for and feel strongly about is that we need more diversity in our community and industry. So that was really my, you know, heartwarming moment that you're describing is, you know, I, I noticed that, walk, you know, going around Black Hat and uh, no, it made me feel great. I was like, oh yes, we're, get, we're getting there. We're not fully there yet, but we're, we're getting there. And I just, I definitely noticed a difference from when I last attended in 2017. So I was thrilled about that. I love that. And uh, I know we have an episode published uh, on uh, I think Tanisha Martin was part of it. Uh, yeah, I love her, yeah. Yes, so I encourage everybody to listen to that for the full thing, but can you give us a, a brief snippet of what what's going on at the Girls Hack Village? Oh, Girls Hack Village. Oh, well, they're doing um, a series of talks. Um, I'm, I'm afraid I don't know the full rundown. That's okay. Uh, but I am, I, am, I am on their schedule twice, <laughs> so uh, it's the the things that I mentioned uh, previously. It's it's a panel about diversity and cybersecurity, uh, you know, about initiatives, what people are doing, what we can do. Uh, you know, I'm there to provide, you know, the the point of view of the ally and, you know, someone who's very active and passionate about this. Um, just, but yeah, just regular infosec talks. I'm sure there's going to be lock picking. Um, you know, a bunch of the you know the the real the hacker hacker type dudes were sitting around a table already, getting the laptops together. I think they are doing a CTF. I'm not sure, uh, but also the Black and Cybersecurity Group. They have their own village uh, with a CTF and a lot of technical talks going on. Uh, so yeah, just kind of your run of, mil- run of the mill, you know, village offerings, uh, but just kind of a safe, you know, safe space for, for some folks and just more, you know, opportunities to showcase diversity. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I and that's kind of what I was looking for and I didn't want to say it. I, I wanted to hear it, um, mm-hmm. that it's a safe place yeah, to, do, yeah. to do real stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. To have the CTFs, to have the block picking, to have the research, to have the conversations, to all of that, that, that all the villages have, those villages get it as well, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, security is for all, tech is for all, you know, and, and what I, I, I say this over and over again, diversity of thought solves problems. We all have different threat models. And if, you know, we all come to the table to help solve these problems, we all look at them differently. And that's what's going to, you know, going to solve these problems is yeah. is having a wide range of different threat models looking at these problems. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to keep beating that drum and, <laughs> you know, just keep being an advocate. And, and actually, um, something, another heartwarming moment was... Um, I received an award <laughs> today. Uh, someone from the, the uh, Cyber Security Experts Association of Nigeria uh, came here from the UK and brought with him, bless him, uh, a, a physical award. I actually tweeted it of, uh, earlier. Uh, of, it was an award of uh, appreciation recognition for 
you know, speaking at their events and, and the advocacy I do for them. So that was very heartwarming. And we took a photo and everything. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm thrilled to have this award. And I, I can't wait to get it home and put, put it on my shelf behind me. Nice. And yeah, so this was uh, just a magical moment when I realized that I was going to be able to meet him in person here. And then to find out that he had an award for me, <laughs> that was uh, amazing. So, so yeah, oh, this well, was great. Well-deserved. Well Tracy, well deserved. Thank you. Um, as we wrap here, uh, maybe a final thought from you. Did, is there something that kind of gives you hope for the future? Was there a, a direction of of a talk? Uh, could be operational, technical, uh, human elements. I don't know. Government policy. What? Anything stand out to you? Well, we're on I, the I right just track. think. I think just what makes me hopeful is just that there are so many professionals willing to spend their time and energy speaking about this. Um, you know, that's what's really heartwarming is, you know, because you have a lot of people now, you know, obviously some some speakers are more motivated than others because maybe their company makes a product that, that solves a problem. But I, I'm putting that aside because that's, you know, that's different. I'm talking about, you know, the individuals who are just passionate uh, you know, like Alan Friedman is always talking about, you know, S-bomb all the time to anyone, you know, uh, in anywhere and, you know, looks amazing wearing his uh, shiny jacket <laughs> as he does it uh, and his fabulous hair. Um, but, yeah, no, it's just it's just that dedication to see so many passionate professionals willing to share knowledge and really be hopeful for the future, I think, is is the biggest takeaway from this is is that you know there there are caring and passionate professionals who want to make things better and you know we just you know we go we go further together so we just need more people to step up and speak and share their knowledge and and be as passionate and caring as as the you know the uh, people have come before us yep cheers to that tracy cheers to that <laughs> well listen i'm gonna i'm gonna close it here. I'm going to thank you for uh, being persistent and finding us uh, for this conversation. I'm glad we were able to make it happen. And uh, best to you, to Chris, Alex, the rest of the crew uh, there on your team. And uh, I'll have to look at I think I saw a post that has a link to your your blog that has all your talks. And if you have four oh, more, to, yeah, yeah. your four more to go. I'm going to include that in the show notes for everybody uh, for this. Okay, episode. thank so you. They can they can try track you down, say hello, listen to you, participate, and uh, be part of all the fun at uh, what's now DefCon as it transitions over. So. Yes, yes, we have the the DefCon Moon Rising over here. So uh, <laughs> thank right. you so much for having me, and uh, yeah, I hope this was helpful. And and yes, I do have a, a Linktree account which is on my Twitter. Um, InfoSec Sherpa is the easiest uh, way to get a hold of me and you'll see my, my link tree there where I, I post my talks and I'll be updating it after I get back from Vegas with my newest talks. <laughs> nice. Well, fantastic work, Tracy. Thanks, uh, thanks again. Have a good evening. And everybody listening, uh, we're going to sign off for this evening as we, uh, as I said, transition over to DEF CON. We have more chats tomorrow including some of the villages we're going to live stream from some of the villages so oh, fantastic. Super, super excited about that and uh all right thanks everybody thanks all right. thanks all right go eagles bye <laughs> <laughs>
Pentera, the leader in automation security validation, allows organizations to continuously test the integrity of all cybersecurity layers by emulating real-world attacks at scale to pinpoint the exploitable vulnerabilities and prioritize remediation towards business impact. Learn more at www.pentera.io. EdgeScan offers continuous vulnerability intelligence as a service, accurately identifying vulnerabilities and exposures across the full stack. All threats are verified by cybersecurity experts, providing exploitable risk and remediation guidance, virtually false positive free. Learn more at edgescan.com. CrowdSec, the collaborative and open source cybersecurity solution. Analyze behaviors, respond to attacks, and share signals across the community for free. Let's make the internet safer together. Learn more at crowdsec.net. We hope you enjoyed this episode of our On Location Conversation. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share itspmagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Insights, solutions, and networking all come together at RSA Conference. Join a global cybersecurity community at rsaconference.com forward slash ITSP MAG24.